You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the Internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It is the 13th of June, 2019. The year is almost half done, summer's almost here. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. We got uh, an exciting show today. We have Ben Fisher. Um, ben Fisher, local search expert and vice president of marketing from SETI Demand, a company he founded in 2013. Uh, we're going to be talking local search coming up after the break. Before that, Dave, uh, been one of those weeks. Lots of stuff went down, some of it uh, rational, much of it not. <laughs> I know. You know why, then? It's funny. I love our industry because you know how we start every show? We start it with, it's been a week. Right? Like, we always start it some way, uh, wording it one way or, or another. It ends up coming out as, yeah, it's been a busy week. And you know what? There's a great industry for that because it has been another awesome week. And we have a guest coming up, so we need to rattle through news. Okay, so I'm not sure which the, which the bigger thing is. Um, the one that came up today... Uh, uh, Google is, we're pretty sure, going to be allowing you to use Tag Manager to uh, to, to set schema. Um, little bit of question on that, but 99.9% .9 sure that's probably the direction they're going to go in. Um, or negative SEO, does it exist or doesn't it exist? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, both of these involve John, which is, is kind of fun, because I think he's commented on both these, uh, both these stories. So where, where do you want to go first? Schema. That's it. I think. I mean, honestly, from a functional point of view, schema is the more important one. All right. Um, 
Okay, uh, uh, do you mind if I dive in here? Please do. Down. All right. Um, there are, our, our friends over at SEM Rush did a, did a blog post, um, and it was outlining how to do um, schema, uh, in their case, FAQ schema was the one they were talking about, how to do that through Tag Manager. So setting, well, basically setting schema through Tag Manager. Now, historically, for, for the audience and the crowd who doesn't remember this, Google said, don't do it that way. It doesn't work. Right? Like it, it's, and, and, and it kind of makes sense because it's kind of a, a client side thing, right? Like the, the, the sort of triggering of a tag, right? It's like, okay, you need, you need a trigger for this to happen. I say it was a case of they didn't trust their bots to trigger those tags, right? It's <laughs> really what I, I, I think was, was sort of playing out there. Now, I don't know if it has to do with, um, you know, sort of the evergreen. Now it's, you know, it's using the current versions of Chrome or, or, or some other aspect that's, that's made it more reliable on their end, like as, as far as they're concerned. Um, but the Google Analytics Twitter profile reshared that. And then John came in after, because Cindy Crum, your friend of mine, sort of asked for a bit of clarification on that. Um, got it. John was basically going, can't remember his exact wording, but basically, yep, you can do it. Um, and it should work. Uh, my advice to... to Anybody who's thinking, hey, can we start using this, uh, you know, start using Tag Manager for this, uh, test it. You know, you can, you can test your structured data, see if it's, it's being picked up, right? <laughs> Run those tests, uh, make sure it is working. But official word from Google right now uh, is that it should work and you should be able to set your schema um, in, in Google Tag Manager, which is, I, I'm, I'm stoked. Like, I love that. That's, that's excellent. Anything that makes it easier for people to inform Google, um, especially, especially around schema, um, is a good well, thing. And, and one of the things that I love about it, like that just makes it fantastic, is we've all been there. I have sites that I don't have back-end access to. And fair enough, right? Like these are JavaScript sites, whatever, right? Like there's good reason that I should not be allowed in the back-end system. And so everything's a little bit like trying to pull out your own teeth to get anything done. Right? Like it's, it, there's times that, uh, you know, you got to avoid that instinct where it's like, oh, that might be more trouble than it's worth just to explain this to the devs. Right? Like you got to avoid that instinct and go, okay, no, it is worth doing because you got to dot all your eyes, cross all your keys. Educate, empower, and engage. This does make it possible to sort of go, okay, when we just need to test, because sometimes the schema, you're going, ah, let's test this out. I've, I've tested it out on highly complex sites and gone, oh, okay, you know, let's, let's see if, does the, the FAQ schema work? Does this work? Does it do anything? Um, is it worth doing? This does make it uh, a scenario where it's really, really easy to run those tests. Even if you don't have access, you just need access to Google Tag Manager. Now you don't need access to on the full back end. But again, though, you know, test it out because you've, you've been to this rodeo. Um, you remember Google saying, hey, we crawl Flash. Right? Like that happened. And, and a lot of the audience listening right now is like, Flash? What's that? Or barely remembering this thing called Flash, the games you see. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to go there. But before we do, uh, semrush.com blog, how to add FAQ schema, uh, Google Tag Manager. Uh, again, you'll, you'll probably find it fast as SEM, SEM Rush blog. Check it out there. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right, Dave. Uh, the, 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 the new version of Chrome allows Google to, to set those triggers or to trigger those triggers. So, But... Moving forward, because we've got Ben coming up, like really, we need to get Ben in really quickly. Um, is 
Uh, Java the New Flash. The question got asked this morning, I think actually by me in response to something you put on Facebook. But it's a good question because Google's um, – what, Google's saying use responsibly? Yeah. Did you get a control or something? Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it makes perfect sense. I, I think it, it's, it's funny because you end up with – and I've, I've worked with them. You've worked with them. You end up with working with developers. Um, and through every, you know, you know goodwill and, and, and good, good intent – but they see a shiny thing, right? And it's this new technology and they really, really love it. Um, and, and, and so they want to build in it. Absolutely makes sense. That's, that's wonderful. Um, but at the end of the day, you need to look at each specific task, right? And JavaScript is very much like that. And I, I look at, you know, I've got a, a client site. It's built on Backbone, right? Like JavaScript. Um, and it should have huge parts of it that are, but not all. The fact is, all of it is, right? And it, it shouldn't be. A good chunk of it should be, right? But JavaScript is great for some things. It's not for others. At the end of the day, you should be looking at what are you trying to accomplish and what's the fastest way to get those ones and zeros across. <laughs> That's at the end of the day what we're trying to accomplish here. JavaScript is fantastic for getting those ones and zeros across. Really, really fast in a lot of applications, but not everyone. And I, I think that's really uh, what Martin was trying to get at is actually think about what you're trying to do, think about what's the best way to get it done, and then use whatever technology makes sense to do that in. Don't just go, hey, I'm a JavaScript developer, so build it all in JavaScript. You're a JavaScript developer. Chances are you know HTML. Right? <laughs> you're, you're, you're probably pretty good at this stuff. So, um, you know, and I might be dumbing it down a little bit, but it's think about the technology that you need um, and, and use the most appropriate one. Don't just use it. it, it it's t we're talking about JavaScript, but it applies to all of them. Well, to put it another way, no, just, reason a bunch of different mediums and materials are used in the construction of a house. Some yeah. work better for foundations than others. Yeah, that's that's actually a great way to say it. And it depends what kind of house you're trying to build, what you should be using to build that foundation. Well, you know, those really, really cool concept houses that are all built of glass or like entirely built of concrete. There's a reason those are concept houses. You don't actually want to live there. <laughs> um, okay, moving along. Um, there was a controversy, and then, I mean, this actually got kind of ugly at Google Forbes um, about negative SEO. A, uh, a uh, person from England um, was having uh, – just got slammed um, with negative SEO and uh, lost all of their position um, from, from bad links hired a consultancy. Uh, the consultancy uh, came back and suggested it was negative SEO, showed them thousands and thousands of like links that were probably being counted against them by Google. Uh, the business has since closed. Um, uh, fellow has been hospitalized with anxiety. Um, and the fellow's wife, upon trying to get help from the webmaster community, either ran into a wall of resistance and anger or triggered a wall of resistance and anger by not listening to the advice that was offered to her for free by members of said community. Did you, did you see this controversy, Dave? I've seen a little bit about it. Yeah, I know the one you're talking about, but... So whatever happened, happened. Okay, like like I read I read all the threads. There was, um, there was like crappy behavior on, on, on both sides, although, again, but let's remember when webmasters give their time to give advice, they're doing that for free. Like they're, they're, they're volunteering their time and energy. And sometimes in trying to help people, you've done this before. You've given hours of your time 
just for free just to help somebody as a webmaster. Yeah. And so having them throw that back at you is is very frustrating. But at the same time, when somebody is giving you advice, it doesn't make sense to you. Like, you know. Anyway, what it comes down to is does negative SEO exist or not? That's the crux of, that's the crux of the issue. And one of the, and the reasons that people were getting so angry, one of the reasons is Google insists that negative SEO is not possible because their algorithms are strong mm-hmm. enough to detect and ignore spammy links. Mm-hmm. Many people in the SEO community say that's not entirely true. So, uh, you know, I want to take a stand on this. I think negative SEO absolutely still exists. What do you recommend? I tend to lean on the, in 99% of cases that I hear get called negative. So I agree with you. I think okay. there is a case for negative SEO, but, or not a case to do it, but a case that it is. It, and it, it exists, hurts. but a lot of, um, but you're saying a lot of times when people think they got hit by it. They, I, I think would, what I think happens a lot that people mistake for negative SEO is you have a, this, this ton of just crap links thrown at your site. It, all of a sudden your site rises in the rankings. You may not even know this was going on, but then all of a sudden your site crashes. Well, if all of those crap links all of a sudden were devalued, that's what you would see. And, and that's what I often see is it's not this, you know, crash down to zero like we used to see, right? Like here's a manual action on links. By the way, your site now has three visitors a day. Right? Like that's normally what I would associate with negative. I see, okay, your traffic just dropped 20%. Right, and you're calling it negative. It feels like negative, but it's not really. Actually, the negative helped you out a little bit, and now you've crashed. Right, like <laughs> it's sort of what happened. And I mean, I remember those those happening from my affiliate marketing days. Right, like I build a bunch of crap links. I mean, I'm, I'm calling a spade a spade here. They were just crap. Um, and uh, folks, you could do that at the time. It was like 2002. So I just want to put a date stamp on that. Yeah. <laughs> I think don't follow what I'm saying. It doesn't work anymore. Um, but I build a bunch of crap, and then they would get devalued. A couple of times I got hit with manual actions, but they would get devalued for the most part. And then, yeah, I'd go from 500 visitors a day down to 210, sometimes 150, but it wasn't a penalty. It was just, they completely went, these links all suck. Forum links suck. <laughs> and that was it. And then I tried to go down. It wasn't a penalty. It was just a removing of a weight that shouldn't have been there to begin with. Okay. So, and then so that happens frequently. And then again, Google... Uh, spent years developing um, and continues to, to, to develop and redevelop its, its leak acquisition um, uh, uh, evaluation algorithm today, like uh, Penguin. Anyone? Yeah. <laughs> now, John's answer, I think the, the, the key to John's answer, John said Google will probably figure out which of the spammy links and you know just ignore them, so no harm, no foul. Mm-hmm. But the key word here, I think, is the word probably. Yeah. I mean, he didn't say probably because he meant to say, I'm sorry, he didn't say probably by mistake, I don't think, because no. he was typing it. This is a text-based response. Yeah. He said probably. Yeah. He probably. So he also says, use a disavow tool if that's going to make you feel better. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's a crappy answer, honest to goodness. I, 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 I appreciate where, 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 where John Mueller is, like stuck between a hard question and Google's hard stance on his penguin. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, and, uh, you know what? And if folks end up there, and I'm, I'll bet you'll agree 100%. I'm actually going to be having a call later this afternoon that relates exactly to this. And I, I sent the preliminary email giving this advice. Folks, if, you're, if you think you have a negative attack and you're about to 
talk to an SEO. If you don't feel like you can be forthright with that SEO, don't call them because you should. Oh, um, but I, to me, I'm like, you got to treat me like a doctor. Right? Like, yeah. you, I know you might be embarrassed about it, but you've got to tell me that you used to smoke. Right? Like, you need to tell me that <laughs> because I need to help you out. Right? Like, you need why to would, tell me. Why would anyone Hello. Be crazy? Why would it be different? Hey, hey Dave. <laughs> hey, does that mean we got Ben? Guys, Dave. Hey, I'm here. Okay. Okay, not a okay. You got you got cut. I see what happened. <laughs> okay. Maybe we should go to break and see if we can drag him on. We will. We will be going to break in just a sec. A couple more things to cover, really, really fast. Uh, ben is is sitting in the uh, waiting room on the uh, on hold. We're gonna have to go to break in a sec. Uh, quickly. Um, People are still trying to decipher the 2019 June uh, core uh, uh, core algorithm update, the C sea shellfish update. It's uh, not your money or your life. It's not eat expertise, authority, or trustworthiness. Um, anyone who's finding uh, 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 similarities uh, beyond crappy or inconsistent content—that's that's my my contribution to the to the mix here. The one con thing I see is crappy and inconsistent content on uh, sites that appear to have been uh, damaged. You got anything to add on the... Uh, yeah, that's, that's about right. Like, I, I, I don't know exactly what it was. I do know it, part of my problem with the analysis on it is I looked through all of our clients and most of them hardly moved. <laughs> SEOs are saying this all across the board. My clients haven't been affected or they've been positively affected. Maybe if you do the right things with, with you know, you, you, you're getting rewarded. Just maybe. <laughs> you know what sometimes because I always feel that little bit of disappointment I'm like oh I was hoping you know big update maybe they'd take some gains I, I have to I have to remember that not being hurt is a game like when I'm sending out that email to all clients my client list and going major core update all of you stuck the same or like went up like only 1% great yeah. <laughs> that's great news Okay. Okay. We got to, uh, we got to, we got to run. Before we do though, I got to remind you, according to Google, titles and links matter. The sky is blue and the owls fly at midnight. All right, guys. Okay? I want you to come up with. It is the 13th of June, 2019. You're listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. On behalf of Dave Davies from Beatsock and Marketing, this is Jim Andrew from Digital Always Media. Stick around. We got, uh, Ben Fisher, uh, Google My, Bu Google My Business Expert coming up after these messages. And don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. All right, guys. I want you to come up with an ad for a patented platform that lets you see any company's analytics accounts. I'm talking Amazon, Tesla, Netflix, etc. You know, see their sales and stats in real time. It's called Nacho Analytics. Tim? Nacho, regular analytics company. Charlotte. You can tap into analytics of major companies that don't want you to know how they're performing. Right. And you can also check the traffic and engagement for any influencer on any platform across all platforms. Tim? Okay. Let us help you grow your business. Bailey. So it helps you jump ahead in the concept and development stages so you can build your product better and ahead of schedule. Absolutely. Nacho Analytics lets you see anyone's analytics in real time. Tim? You'll be wondering, where has this company been my whole life? Tim! 
Sorry. Sales, subscribers, and stats all in one place, and the data is totally anonymous. Holy guacamole, that's good stuff. Ah, now you have me making puns. Let Nacho Analytics level the playing field. What will you do when you can lift the curtain on the internet? NachoAnalytics.com It passes before it's noticed a slight. Rising of the eyebrows. A widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart as a beat. Like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Within a tenth of a second, the reaction has passed, but not without leaving its mark. Someone found what they're looking for. Does your website deliver impulses to act? It can. Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, it's time to spread your wings with Brian Massey and his guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. Visit IntendedConsequencesPodcast.com and find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences. Marketing on Purpose. Warning. <laughs> Listening to WebmasterRadio.fm daily may cause webmaster insomnia and an increase in your company's profits. WebmasterRadio.fm. Stay up with us all night long. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. We are burning through the springtime. It is the 13th of June, 2019. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, and Dave and I are joined by Ben Fisher, Local search, search expert, Google My Business expert. He is the owner and vice president of marketing um, from Steady Demand, a company he co-founded in Avondale, Arizona in 2013. Ben, welcome to Webcology. Hey, Jim and Dave. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Well, well, dude, th- thanks for taking the time. Um, and thanks for coming on to talk about, um, uh, you know, local search, Google My Business, changes at Google in the last little bit. Um, sure. Local search has... Google's just thrown so much effort to it. There's been like an evolution in uh, in, in in how SEOs approach local. Yep. Um, what's the last couple of years been like? Like like you've you've made an expertise in local. So what's the change been like over the last few years for for you and your business? To put it in perspective, I started in local before there was even anything such call as local search, right? So I started back in 1994. Um, you know, back then it was all about how can I just get traffic in the door you know so um but i took a break from that and i went into enterprise seo back in the 2000s and then i got Mm -hmm. back into local in 2013 and um there's actually a huge funny story behind that which i can i was gonna ask do you want to hear it but if there's there's a specific reason you got back into local absolutely (laughs) so we were um actually when we started to say demand we were doing a lot more social media than anything else but we ended up getting a lot of local businesses and they were like, Hey, can you handle our Google local thing places? Yada, yada. Can you do that for us too? And we're like, sure. Why not? Um, you know, been doing it for the years anyway. So I was like, yeah, sure. We can do that. 
and I had this one company. They were uh, what they they were out of Sacramento, and they sold guns. Right, so they were a gun shop, physical gun shop. Mm-hmm. And one day, out of the blue, they were wiped off of maps. Right, suspended completely. And like suspended, like Google just uh, Google went after all gun stores, or they were targeted specifically. <laughs> That's where it gets funny. So they were they were hard suspended them specifically. And I called Google support like everybody does, right? Mm-hmm. And I get the same thing. I get a run around from somebody in India. Uh, and then finally, I get this after like the third call, I get this answer. And I'm like, wait, a minute, why are they not allowed to be reinstated? They're obviously a real store. I've given you all the proof. And the rep basically goes ahead and tells me, he's like, well, they sell guns and guns kill people. So they cannot be on Google Maps. I paused for a moment and then I said, well, so you're telling me that all gun stores are going to be removed from Google Maps? They said, yes. Okay. I said, so let but me get this straight. Sure. To, there, there, there's, there's some parts of our audience now who have steam coming out of their ears. Just <laughs> it gets worse. Actually happened on mass. It gets worse. Okay. Okay. Here so, we go. So over the, over the next couple of minutes, I'm not, I'm trying to compress it, but so uh, I said, well, okay, statistically, uh, alcohol kills more people than guns. So what about liquor stores? They said, yes, we're going to be removing liquor stores too. I said, <laughs> really? Um, what about any place that sells cigarettes? Are you going to be removing them too, like gas stations? They said, no, gas stations are fine, but tobacco shops we're probably going to remove. I was like, Really? can't you speak to a supervisor? And I end up speaking to the supervisor. I'm, I'm calm during this entire process, but you know, cause I'm livid actually at this point and I can't believe what I'm hearing. Uh, and the supervisor echoes the same thing that the technical rep told me. So uh, I got his name, I got his information. I documented every single little thing. And then I immediately jumped over to the forums, the, what was the advertiser community at that time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I put up this nice long thread, you know, must have been, I don't know, about six paragraphs just with the whole documentation of my entire phone call. And uh, Joy Hawkins, you know, who's a colleague and friend of mine now, but at that time I really didn't know Joy. She came in and she escalated it up to Google because it was as ridiculous as it sounds, right? Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, finally, basically what ended up happening is, is they ended up coming back and saying, no, we're not doing what they were saying. They were misinformed. You know, yes, your client can be on Google Maps. We're reinstating them. They cannot, however, manage the listing, right? So that's policy. Um, so, but during this entire period, I'm just like, you know, I can't be the only one having this kinds of problems with support. So I started checking through other threads. And looking at it, I'm just like, there's a massive amount of people here who are being affected by A, misinformation from support, and B, just don't know what the heck they're doing. So um, I hit the ground running, I started learning, and I started helping other people. And uh, once I did that, I think it was about about five or six months later, then uh, Google reached out to me and said, hey, would you like to join our program? Uh, Back then, they called it the Rising Stars Top Contributor Program. Mm Mm-hmm. There's only about, uh, what is it? I think it's 30 of us around the world, maybe 15 of us here in the United States and Canada. 
you know, you got Joy Hawkins, Mike Blumenthal, Jason Brown, Colin Nielsen. Um, and we all work in the community. So, but they, it's an invite only program. They invited me in and got in and six months later was graduated to the top contributor status, which is now called the Google My Business Product Experts Group. Uh, they just did a rebranding in November. And it's really cool because we get to see a lot of product features um, well before the public does. So we're kind of above the, sometimes above the 1% category. Um, 1% rollouts when you start seeing people on Twitter going, ooh, I just saw this. Is this real? Um, you know, because it's 1% of Google My Business profiles. And we'll get to hang out, we'll literally do hangouts with, you know, the product managers and the people who are behind all of these features. We get to give them suggestions, um, you know, on how this or a new product or a new, or a new feature is going to really affect the consumer, a business, and an agency. Because uh, most, you know, the most of the engineers at Google and product managers are not business owners. So they really do rely a lot on product experts. And I think that's true in, in almost every category. And um, like one feature that I can put my thumb on and say that I'm really happy that they implemented and was my concept was actually Google My Business Queries, which um, you know allows you to see exactly what keywords your profile is being shown on. And, um, you know, I mean, we were at the summit and I was told them straight up, I was like, hey, businesses need a real reason to see value from Google My Business to be involved. And I, this was one of the ways. So, so anyway, that is a really, really long example. I hope I'm not burning up too much time. Oh, not but, at all. Uh, the but, long and short of it, you saw the need. You got involved. Um, again, yeah. we need we need to assure that those 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 couple listeners who still have steam coming out of their ears <laughs> <laughs> did not make an arbitrary decision. Um, some back in 2013, some people who worked for Google misinterpreted that decision and that's correct. Got your gears going and and basically gave you the path to uh to a to a to a to a very very successful business. Well, and, and and helping out what I like to think is is millions of users, millions. Does of being users. part of that group, does yeah. being part of that group give you an unfair advantage in the uh, as a service provider? That's a wonderful question, <laughs> um, and I'm just trying to think about how I can answer it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've got to balance this little thing called an NDA. Yeah. Um, yeah, I respect so, big time, by the way, and understand the position you'd be in. Yeah, so so the way I can answer it is this. Does it give me an unfair advantage? I want to say that the answer to that is going to be a no. And yes. So let me go over the no first. Um, the no is because I cannot, for instance, help a business get reinstated onto Google Maps if they don't actually qualify. Mm -hmm. So it's not like I can go rub shoulders with my buddy over in engineering and say, come on, look the other way. I can't do that. <laughs> um, however, do I understand um, at a higher level what Google My Business needs to see as proof for a reinstatement? Absolutely. Um, so you can get the job done faster and likely more effectively just because you, you understand the, the environment that much better. 
Correct. Right. I know what they need. I know what they're looking for. I know what their guidelines are inside and out. Um, and I've also, uh, the, uh, the I guess you could say, quote unquote, not really an unfair advantage is from an experience standpoint, I've just worked on so many cases, whether that be my volunteer work or my paid work, because it goes both ways, right? I just have so much experience. It's like I can talk to somebody on the phone and within 15 minutes, I can tell somebody, yes, I can get you reinstated with 99% confidence. Um, and, and I do this all week, you know, especially right now, because gosh, people are getting suspended horribly. Um, <laughs> what, this most week, people, yeah. what most people don't seem to get is the scale that Google works with. Um, and I mean, that, that, that's really hard to wrap your brain around. Just so many of X number of objects that, that Google's got to deal with. Um, given that scale, um, does Google apply its rules uh, evenly or sometimes arbitrarily when it, when it comes to like individual cases? I would say that for the majority, policy affects a wide swath area depending on the category of business. Um, so for instance, right now, you know, there's a big problem with virtual offices and the abuse of virtual offices and co-working spaces. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a much larger problem than, say, just one industry. You know, lawyers abuse it, of course, right? Locksmiths in the back in the day used to abuse it. Um, and, <clears throat> but yeah, so like what we're seeing is, and I think I put this out on Twitter yesterday, is we're seeing... Uh, a major a lot actually and when i say a lot we're just seeing an uptick in frequency um where you know somebody has say a virtual office location in their account google my business uh gmail account whatever it is mm-hmm. and that virtual office is probably being reported by a competitor when it gets taken down it's also suspending all of the listings within the account in other words, the entire account becomes suspect. Indeed. Um, in which, in, you know, when you look at the behavior of bad actors, it makes sense for Google to do this, right? But the dial might be turned up a little bit too high. And, um, and sometimes, and sometimes innocents get caught up in the wave of, of uh, well, dealing with the problem. Correct. Right. Exactly. So, you know, they're, they're looking at the problem from a, a, huge, a macro level you know, over, you know, hundreds of millions of profiles and listings. Um, I keep trying to, I want to call them profiles now because that's what they call them. So that's why it's like, I I try and stop saying listings, but anyway, regardless of that. uh, (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, this just happened. We don't have any official word on it. Um, You know, right now it's all hypothesis. It's based on just observation. Uh, But yes, I mean, a lot of good, good guys are getting caught in a kind of crossfire. You know, luckily, get, getting those reinstated is usually pretty easy uh, if you have all your ducks in a row and your documentation, which unfortunately nobody has. So it's a little bit of a pain. But at the end of the day, it's good for the end. It's good for the end user and it's good for the customer. Well, you know what? And unfortunately, I think you just answered my next question with what you just said. It's good for the end user and it's good for the customer because I mean, in the beginning, 
in the beginning, you, you were back there in the days in, in, in 1994. I mean, you had to submit a website, bing, bang, boom, half an hour later. Or I'm sorry, two <laughs> days later, you, you'd see it on Alta Vista. Yeah, you're right. Uh, a month later, you'd see the effect of the change. It was all very simple. Yeah. Um, 25, 30 years later, well, 25 years later, um, bureaucracy, for want of a better term, is, is, is setting in. And there's a reason for that. As you said, there's terrible abuses of, of – um, the address allowance of a virtual office. Yep. Um, you want to talk about something really scathing? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, why not? Hey, right. <laughs> so <clears throat> back in January, I think it was January 12th to be exact, something like that. Um, I started seeing what I affectionately like to call the auto accident attorney group spam. Network. <laughs> so, <laughs> So I discovered these guys um, while working with a client and I was started noticing I'm like, cause my client had gone from like being number one for a personal injury term, car accident lawyer in California, uh, seen, uh, I think it was uh, LA actually to be specific to, they were like all of a sudden 20. Right. Uh, and this happened overnight. And so I started looking at the, everybody that was ranking above them and I'm like, looking at this, I'm like, 95% of these listings are fake. You know, they're like bright line car accident attorney group, you know, or better smile, you know, all these strange terms. And they were all shuffled around. Um, and they all had maybe at that time they had no reviews actually on them and started looking into them a little bit deeper and started seeing that, some of these profiles were showing up at existing lawyers' offices or at like a KFC uh, or a old commercial building that's been vacant for five years. You know, it's just really, it was, it was just extremely strange. And then as soon as I saw that in, in LA, I said, well, what's it look like in San Diego? I got to take a look now because I started seeing a pattern and lo and behold, San Diego clogged with these fake profiles moved up to Sacramento. Same thing. I said, I wonder if this is happening in other States. So I moved it over to Arizona just for the grins and giggles of it. And there and behold, lo and behold, I saw about 10, um, moved out to Florida, clogged completely. Every city in Florida was was totally overrun by these uh, profiles, moved up to New York, same thing, Denver, same thing. I started looking in suburbs, Wisconsin, all over the United States, these things have just grown like literally almost overnight. Okay, so this is like the footer of a bad real estate site. This is, yeah, no, this is even worse than that. <laughs> the, the, I mean, this is like you have gotten into a car accident and you are going to call the first thing that you find for a lawyer, right? And that what you're going to do is you're going to get funneled through a lead generation system that ends up maybe at a good lawyer. If you're lucky, it's somebody who's buying the lead for around $750. So, uh, but you never know who that lawyer was because by the way, Hey, you just got routed to them. You know, you're not going to be able to find that way back to them without going through the lead gen system. So, um, so we found that, uh, and then I got, uh, my buddy, Jason Brown involved. He runs uh, reviewfraud.org and he's also a product expert. And I said, hey, Jason, you want to tag team this with me? Because there's probably thousands of profiles. Um, and he jumped on board. Tom Waddington jumped in. 
uh, Joy Hawkins, she was on vacation at the moment, so she couldn't have, couldn't jump in, but she would have, I'm sure. You know, so, but either way, we just started working on a spreadsheet and documenting every single thing, all of the different queries. I ended up with a query list that must have been 30 different combinations long. And, um, and when we immediately got those, you know, worked on that over the weekend, Monday submitted it over to uh, our community manager at Google. That, you know, started then engineering started taking a look at it at that point. Um, you know, about two months after that, you know, I mean, we were submitting large lists to engineering to get removed and they were removing them within 48 hours. So it was great. Um, but the problem is, is they removed them in 48 hours and then they would all of a sudden sprout right back up. And we, we wanted to really figure out how they were circumventing the system, and um, which I can't get into, obviously. But the, the point is, is that spam is a huge problem, and it's still a huge problem, um, and, it, you know, and that there are people that are trying to fix it. But this is one of the reasons why Google is going so aggressively after things like virtual offices, because, you know, virtual office is a part of that spam issue. Um, yeah, anyway, and I'll be happy to say, by the way, for everybody who's listening, is, is that network, while the network is still alive and well, uh, that portion of the network has pretty much been sh- shut down completely by now. We, we, we only got a, a couple of minutes before we got to take another break. Um, but before we do it, Obviously, being in Google, Google My Business, and having a profile that 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 gets listed under um, uh, 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 relevant keywords, um, enormous benefit to a, to a uh, a retail business. Sure. But what happens to the businesses when that listing goes away, um, either because of a spammer or because of a, a mistake that they made? How, how much of an impact can that have? So wait a minute. So are you trying to say basically if somebody has keyword stuff, their Google My Business profile, it's doing well and it goes away? Well, then so, yeah, suddenly that's you just you just mentioned those spammers that uh, right. that that group of spammers. Um, for every success they had, that that means one or two businesses that should be placed are no longer being placed. What happens to them? How, what kind of impact might that have on them? Uh, it's devastating uh, because now they can only be found by their name, specifically their name. Yeah, and 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 only in uh, in organic search. Um, um, well, they can be found on maps if somebody was like, uh, let's just say, my name, my company name is John Smith LLP, right? You know, then if somebody searched John Smith LLP, you know, San Diego, for instance, and you could find me on GMB. But if all of these profiles are above me, I'm dead. I'm dead and buried. You, yeah. you know, you know, it's just like. Organic, right? Where's the best place to hide a body? Second page. <laughs> In GMB, it's below number three. Okay. So, yeah. Then on that, we got to take a, a couple minutes break, uh, get get some sponsors messages in. Um, so, friends, on behalf of Dave Davis from Beastline Internet Marketing and uh, uh, on behalf of uh, Ben Fisher from uh, Steady Demand, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Listen to Web Culture on webmasterradio.fm. Of July 2019. Stick around back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break.
What if you had access to analytics from the most visited sites on the web? Think about real-time sales and signups from Amazon and Netflix, stats and engagement from Slack and HubSpot, all on one patented platform. That's Nacho Analytics. Nacho is perfect for details on your product design and development, instant for influencer info, and fantastic for real-time financial figures. Level the playing field today for your business with Nacho. What are you doing? All this Nacho talk got me hungry. Level the playing field today for your business with NachoAnalytics.com. Seriously? Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Podcasting at the speed of sound. WebmasterRadio.fm, the flamethrower. WebmasterRadio.fm, we're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is the 13th of June, 2019. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Voice Media, Dave Davies from Beastline Content Marketing, and we're joined by Ben Fisher, he's a local search expert, and he's the owner and vice president of marketing at Steady Demand. Um... Dave, did you want to? Did you want to jump in with some questions? I feel like I've hogged this entire. <laughs> well, wait, 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 wait! You're heading down an awesome path. You know, that's just time for me to just sort of step aside and go. I'm just going to see where where this one goes. But yeah, of course, like I, I knew we had Ben coming on. I'm like, okay, I got some questions here. <laughs> hit me, hit me. Um, so what, the way I want to, or what I want to jump in with, I mean, we report week after week after week. We talk about the news, and so week after week after week. We're talking about or reporting quickly on the things you probably dive into super deeply. Um, and that is, we're constantly talking about, and Google made another change, and Google made another change. And here I'm talking about layouts. And a lot of that, a lot of that is yeah. in local, right? Like it's, it's all in, in map packs and hotel ads and, and all that sort of stuff, all cramming in. What, why is it spiking so much over the last, I don't know, I'm going to put, year year and a half i mean maybe it was sure. before that but i've sure noticed it a lot over the last over the last year or so what's going on well a, a very short answer to that is look at the intersection with mobile first okay and if you if you look at that the, when they first started the mobile first initiative which was what two years ago maybe yeah um you know and amp all of that you know, they basically Google just started realizing, just like everybody else is, is hey, we're getting more and more traffic on mobile devices. Um, you can kind of see this also as true, is because most new features for Google My Business will hit Android, then they'll hit iOS, then it takes a while because they're measuring and changing and testing, and then it comes to desktop. So basically, I guess the short answer is, is that they've just been seeing so much more adoption into Google My Business. But the other aspect 
is that GMB really has truly become the transactional layer of Google. Um, we see that because we know that most people don't even have to go to somebody's website now to make a transaction at their local business. You're going to look for pizza near me. You're going to see a GMB profile and you're either going to call or you're going to ask for directions. That's it. Uh, you might you know, may look at an offer, might look at some of the Q&A, look at the reviews, et cetera, but you're making your decision right then and there. You don't have to go to the website. So anyway, uh, the short answer is Google sees this. They've got all the data behind this. So what they started doing was, is, but like you said, about a year and a half ago, they started putting in tons of resources into it. Um, I won't even get into monetization because that'll open up something we don't have time to talk about. <laughs> Well, I'm going to go down this with <laughs> You're talking about monetization. And, and I'm feeling sorry for really anybody who's in travel right now. And, and you probably know, like, oh, oh sure. everything that's going on, right? Yeah. I mean, if I'm looking up, I don't know, hotels in, I don't know, going to state of search, right? Like going to hotels in Dallas, right? Google's pretty much deep diving in there. And, and, and that's, you know, pretty important local space is, is if you're in tourism, kind of how, uh, you know, what I always call space paid. How screwed are you if you're in tourism and you're not bidding <laughs> in, in you, Google paid? If you're not bidding in Google paid? Yeah. Um, I don't well, know. I mean, I would say that you're going to be fully booked potentially, but you're absolutely going to be paying a third party. For that booking, you know, booking.com is going to be there. Travelocity is going to be there. Kayak is going to be there. Expedia, etc. cetera. Uh, then you got the Google booking itself. So I, I wouldn't say screwed because, you know, you're still getting the business. Right. Break it, over the coals. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I guess to, to where, to, you know, to the argument that could be made is, yeah, but if it's you and all your competitors, it's still a level playing field, right? Like, yeah. It's you and everybody who who's making money like you. So, um, yeah. you know, I guess maybe the consumer will all pay a little bit extra because everybody's got a profit the same. So, what do you see coming? Like, I mean, we're talking about these such rapid changes, and I know you got some NDA, so you can't talk us to us about what you sure. actually see coming. Which I'm sure there is some stuff, but sort of. So let's flash forward maybe two years. So we're past anything you're looking at right now. <laughs> what are we, what, what, what tributes look like for us? Um, two years. I don't know, man. Um, you know, but what I can say is this, it's just, again, thinking about it just from the macro view, right. Um, is that going back to this whole transactional layer and, you know, uh, it's obvious that Google is going to continue to provide things of value to the small business, which they always do the lowest common denominator. Most people don't understand that, but that's how Google behaves with Google My Business. They look at the guy who's got the iPhone store, you know, not IHOP. Um, they care about IHOP, but they're looking at the little guy, right? And they're also looking at the consumer and how they can protect and serve the consumer the most. So when you take a look at those things, it's going to be different in every category, of course, but does it make sense that booking would expand? Of course. Does it make sense that they might alter some of their guidelines? They do it all the time. You know, 
Uh, are they going to start to look at like appointment only businesses? Quite possibly, right? There's a lot out there. Mm-hmm. You know, might they become the CRM of the future? Um, you know, I can see it. I mean, I think just anybody looking at the different changes, if you look at the timeline and how things are going, it just kind of makes sense, you know, that it could go down that road. Is there some danger in that? Of course. Uh, But is there a lot of benefit to somebody who's using it? Absolutely. I mean, it can be transformative for a business to go from no GMB presence to having a GMB presence. And I can put a number on that for you, by the way. Uh, Yeah, I was about to ask you (laughs) Let's just make that my follow-up question. <laughs> okay. So I was dealing, uh, I have a like, lawyer client of mine. I've been trying to get them to do GMB for, you know, like a year. So anyway, they've got about uh, 23 real locations. So over the last six months, they spun up six real locations. They saw a 17, I'm sorry, 17% of their business coming directly from Google, my business. And they're in the personal injury space, so I'm sure you can probably start to figure out the math on that. Just a couple pennies, yeah. Just a couple pennies, <laughs> exactly. So, but that's 17%. That's what's 100% attributable to the GMB profiles through call tracking and URL tracking, everything. So, um, and that's massive for them, you know. Now, I mean, so. we, you're, we're talking GMB in a, in a pretty sort of global way. Let's let's get into the nitty gritty because we got an expert here. Not all not all listings are created equal. <laughs> Somebody That's has absolutely to right. Win. How do I? I mean, this is like how do I get to number one? Right, but like <laughs> some like sort of universally applicable tips for here's how to make sure that yours your listing is at least in a spot to be yeah. considered for the top yeah. three. Yeah, got it. So uh, number one, stuff your keywords into your name. Um, actually, by the way, I'm not joking about that. Um, I don't mean do it against the guidelines, which people do. What I mean is, is like, go get a DBA, change your actual branding. You know, if you need to put personal injury in there, make sure it reflects in the real world. You know, if you got a big sign on your building, change that sign. You know, if it's, I don't care if it's a hundred feet long, change your sign. Um, because you're gonna get suspended. Okay, so, those two gotta match. That's important, but get those keywords. Oh yes. in. Yeah, I mean, right, yeah. At least as far as right now goes, right. So that's the thing is, is that's gonna be taken away. Um, so it's not a long term strategy. I mean, I see people doing these rebrandings for that purpose, and I kind of sometimes shake my head, right, because it's just like, eh, this ain't gonna last. But to be to to get down to your to answering your question, Google's looking for engagement signals, right? Just like like how they look for engagement signals on an organic website. So this is all GMB. So you want to have reviews. You want to have more reviews than your competitors. You want to have better reviews than your competitors. You want to be answering those reviews. You want to fill out every single aspect of Google My Business possible. Um, you know, not every piece of it is going to affect ranking. By the way, that's a big misnomer. People think like, oh, should I keyword stuff my description? No, it doesn't help. Same thing with Q&A, with the question and answers. It doesn't help. Um, so, but anyway, yeah, just get those engagement signals up. Take advantage of every single thing that GMB has to offer. And then finally, one last thing, and that is and a lot of companies hire us to hire us to do it. Report spam. 
That doesn't mean report your neighbor because you don't like him and you think he eats too much spam. That means get rid of the guy who's in the virtual office. Report that guy. Uh, you know, get report the guys who are keyword stuffing their business name because Google will suspend them. That, by the way, is the biggest trick to local SEO these days. Okay, on that we're gonna have to we're gonna have to leave it. We got the we got the uh, closing music playing in the background, so we've gone full clock, full hour. Ben Fisher, um, Vice President of Marketing at Steady Demand. Um, thank you so much for spending time with us on Webcology today. Absolutely, thanks for having me, guys. Friends, you've been listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. This podcast was recorded live to podcast on uh, June thirteenth, twenty nineteen. Get outside and enjoy the summer before it's gone. On behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedge from Digital Always Media. Stay safe, be smart. We'll talk to you next week. Stick around webmasterradio.fm. More great content coming up after these messages. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.